0: everyone, welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle all things money. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to everything that we can talk about money. We'll provide examples, we'll go through definitions, and really just try to help you build your wealth. Oh, that's build right. your wealth. That's right, because that's it's part of our name, right? That is true. And it is important to
1: note here that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment and must not be misconstrued as official financial advice. That's correct. How's it going, Van? It's going well. Going well. Not too bad. Not too bad. How about yourself, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. Cool. Glad you, to be back. i curious, did you finish your taxes yet? I know the last time we spoke, you were almost, almost there. Taxes are done. Very cool.
0: Refund received. So nice. all good to go. Very all nice. Good to now go. you can make it rain and make do whatever, it rain. huh? Yeah, I guess so, with that limited amount of money that you got. <laughs> How about yourself? You finished already. Uh, I finished, oh yeah, a, while finished ago. a long time ago, Kevin. Cool. Come on, you're slacking off here. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, just saying. I got it uh, within the tax deadline. That's the most important thing. That's good. No, Well done. Well, Van... Of a very special thing, because tied to that idea about tax refunds Mm -hmm. is, you know, a lot of people, when it comes to taxes, they get their tax refunds stolen. Stolen? That's right. Because today we're talking about identity theft. So not a very fun topic, but a very necessary one. That's what I always Especially in this digital age, right? That is correct. That is correct. So this topic, Van, I wanted to talk about because, unfortunately, uh, a family member of mine Kind of had this happen to them. Oh, really? Just, uh, just most recently, recently. Oh, yeah. Really? And it's wow. kind of stunk, and really prompted me to think, "Oh crap, there might be other people out there that have faced similar situations." Mm-hmm. And what should they do in that situation? Right, so, right. Any experience with identity theft yourself? I mean, not obviously not yourself, but maybe your friends or family.
1: I would say, yeah, I had some some friends who had approached me about it, but at the time, I didn't really have, I didn't know much about it, actually. Yeah, no, It wasn't until, I would say, maybe a couple of years ago, and especially after this whole Equifax yeah, thing that right. happened, is when I think, it's actually,
0: because of that happening, I think everybody should be more aware of identity theft and so forth. That's right, folks. And that's why we're, uh, Van and I decided to kind of squeeze this episode in today, mm-hmm. because we feel like... It's pretty top, top of mind with this Equifax thing, right. you know, Van. And I know we, we talked about it a few, I want to say a few months ago, maybe, on one of the uh, mailbag episodes, yeah, I yeah. think. Right? But I think we just kind of went, just really briefly with yeah. it, right? But now we're going we're gonna to give you some
1: extra little tips this time. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So well, let's dive in, Van. All right. So,
0: Kevin. Yes. Why don't we start from the top? Stuff from the. T- okay. tell, why don't you tell us what is identity theft? Sure. Yeah. So switching roles again today. Oh yeah. And I'm to try to help right. help man out a little yeah, bit Ke- here. Kevin is the subject matter expert. Subject matter. Not really. <laughs> I. Uh, it's, it's a. It's not a fun business. I have to say, identity theft. It's it's pretty nasty. But uh, basically, and I'm just taking this this definition straight from the website. Right. The government's website when it comes to identity theft That's, is defined as this is official then, right? Official. Literally, quote by quote. Uh, someone wrong, it's basically a crime in which someone wrongfully obtains and uses another person's personal data in some way that involves fraud or deception. And it's usually for some sort of economic gain. So mm, okay. basically someone stealing, trying to be you, I guess, in, a, in, in many ways, and utilizing your identity and all your assets and resources and your credit history to either try to get open up new credit cards mm, or things okay. like that. So that, in a nutshell... Is what identity theft is, but there are so many different types of ways that people, I mean, can try to steal stuff. So if I were to log into your email address and look
1: around, would, would that be identity theft?
0: Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, you know, it depends on what you do with that, sure. I think, is when you start seeing. I, I think definitely uh, going into someone's email that is personal, uh, that is a crime in right. some ways. you know. Identity theft usually is reserved for the heavier stuff when it comes to like, hey, I opened up a bank account in your name, or I've transferred right to your bank account to me, or change my address, or change your address. Um, to your point about the taxes, if somebody filed your taxes under your social security right. number and under your name and so Absolutely. forth. Right? Absolutely. Okay. And that's why it's so incredibly important. You know how we talked about having that PIN number on the tax return a few uh, episodes back? Right. That is to try to prevent that. Identity theft. Mm, okay, so. very cool. Well, well yeah, done, well done, sir. So that's the definition. T-
1: tell us uh, some common places where identity theft can actually occur.
0: Yeah, um, man, and feel free to jump in. I know sure. public places is definitely one of those. Right. um <laughs> I, I thought this was funny. The website called it shoulder surfing. Shoulder surfing. <laughs> I was oh, like, I see. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such a funny term, though. Yeah. Uh, I guess not funny, but it's it was like very interesting. But yeah, shoulder surfing is literally, let's say you're walking, you're at the grocery store, your checkout line, the guy. Behind you is literally watching what you're typing in—passwords, okay. numbers, oh, yeah. phone numbers. Okay, so
1: when I when I read this, I actually thought it was something a little bit more high tech, meaning that you know how a lot of a lot of time when you go to Starbucks and you say, "Oh, free Wi-Fi," then you, sure. you log on to the free Wi-Fi. Hey, you're uh, so, probably right. So I mean, your shoulder sur- surfing is literally <laughs> shoulder yeah, seven. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually it's on the website, yeah. right? Because the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is when you uh, when you connect to these free Wi-Fi, whether it's at the airport, Starbucks, or anywhere, you're actually putting your computer at a, a huge risk there because yeah. all, um, a lot of times those Wi-Fi yeah. networks are not encrypted or oh, they don't wow. have a password. So basically, anybody who is even like somewhat savvy can actually use some sort of sniffer to actually get that data in from the air. Oh my Which is gosh. pretty scary, right? So should we never... Connect onto those. Well, one way you can protect yourself with that is if you have a, something called a VPN that you mm. install, and what a VPN will do is allow you to gives you a layer of security yeah. in this sense. But in my opinion, I even <laughs> I'm so paranoid that I still don't even want to deal with oh, that. Wow. Right? If you really need to use some sort of Wi-Fi, uh, connect to your phone. Oh, okay, or so or have a Wi-Fi Wi-Fi hotspot or something like that. But um, I mean, a VPN should be enough when you connect to an unsecured uh, Wi-Fi network, but.
0: Then again, I I still am pretty paranoid, so I would yeah. rather connect to my own network. Well I I'm sure that definitely, in this day and age, that probably is very much part of public places. Quote right. But right. Yeah. this one is about shoulder Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty crazy. No, but that's
1: a good point, though, because yeah. I think it's, a, you know, one way you can use is a, you have those anti-glared things, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Right. Totally true. And another one, Van, is, you know, the website also mentioned mail, like physical oh, yeah. mail. Right. Um, a lot of times you got those pre-approved credit card oh, offers yeah, yeah. that are in the mail. So annoying. Um, you just toss it. And then guess what, someone surfing through your trash maybe decides to pick it up. Just I don't know how they would do it, but you know, with the right amount of information about you, maybe they could, right. you know. It's, it's a gold mine, right? When it's a it gold comes, mine, yeah. exactly. All right. And and then the very last one, of course, now email is equally and perhaps the most common now according mm, okay. to the website because you know, unsolicited emails, spam, uh phishing, uh emails or which are fake emails that right. you click on accidentally. There's just so many different things that could happen there. Right. And also, uh, one thing you don't have here is actually phone calls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a great point. Yeah. Phone calls. Actually, my sister was a victim of that because somebody had called her and said that she was, I don't remember if this person was a guy or a girl, but... This person said that they were from the bank and they had this, she said the script that they had was almost as if they were an employee and it was almost indiscernible uh, whether they're an employee or not. And I mean, there were some major red flags there, like they asked for her account number and all that. But, you know, everybody who's listening to this should know that when the bank calls you or most of the time banks doesn't call you, right? Unless there's some sort of fraudulent Mm -hmm. activity. And when they call you, they usually don't ask you for your bank account number because they have it in front of you. Exactly. (laughs) So
0: just be careful with that. Yeah, that's a really good point, and and I also feel like I don't know if this happened with you, Van, but mm-hmm. I knew that um, like even website paying websites, especially like what PayPal mm. um, or. Um, I'm trying to think of another one, but I, I know PayPal is a big one where they say they never will ask you for your password. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, those are the, the red flags that they always say, Hey, just be aware when mm-hmm. these types of things, they never ask you over the phone. So okay. that's a really good, good point. Oh, you know, another one is, uh, the, uh, one of my sisters got called
1: by the IRS. By oh phone. yeah. Oh. And that's, that's a total scam it's a total scam. the IRS will never call you folks. That's right. They will always send you a letter. That's right. And I'm surprised I haven't received any scam IRS letters yet, but you would think that that would be a, a yeah some place that you, you scammers. Well, let's would not do, right? give people ideas, right.
0: man. Okay, <laughs> all right. We're trying to prevent right. identity theft. <laughs> no, but um, but I'm sure there's a slew of other different ways sure. that we probably haven't covered. But those are the most common. Okay, yep. so,
1: very cool. So, Kevin, so let's say the criminals have your identity. Yep. We, what can I do with it?
0: Yeah, a lot of. I mean, this is definitely not an exhaustive list. This is basically, you know, things that I could personally think of. I'm sure, Van, you have a lot more. But uh, the biggest one is false applications for loans and credit cards. It's Mm -hmm. the easiest way to get credit and then utilize that credit to buy quick things and they move on to a new target, things like that. There's definitely bank withdrawals. That's a big concern should there be, you know, especially if they're able to somehow poses you and mm. move the bank account information onto them or convince the teller that that's, that's your account, etc. Okay. Um, obtaining goods or privileges that may not be available to the criminal. This was something that the website also brought up. Um, know I keep saying website, what it, the website is identity So this is the, from the federal trade commission. Okay. So the government is oh, F- you know, ran by the most hated man on the internet right now. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, basically it's all about trying to get some sort of – it usually comes down to money or they hold their information ransom to try to get you to pay them uh, some extra money to release it, stuff like Mm. that. Changing your addresses and account information. This happened to a friend of mine, which really stunk. They hacked his phone and basically – you know how we have two-step identification, authentication. Well, they no longer, they, they uh, ported their phone number away. Oh, and then goodness. so then it's like, what do you do? And then by doing that, they were able to then get access to their emails. And then they move the email address away. So it just slowly and surely start taking things away. Wow. So okay. uh, very scary stuff. And then absolutely, it impacts your credit. You know, that's, that's, it, or it could impact your credit. That's right. what they ultimately are trying to, to utilize your good, good name and uh, put it in the mud. And okay. then for economic gain. Well, that's, that's, I mean, it, it is pretty scary, right? A lot of scary stuff out there. Um, so it's very, very serious and something that I think everybody should take very, uh, take a lot of caution to make sure to secure that. Right. Okay. So, and it seems like it's, it's getting harder and harder to secure this information, right? It, okay. it does. It definitely feels like when I was looking up the, some of this information, it just seems like there are so many opportunities because we're so digitally connected right. to so many things, you know? Um, Not a lot of people are using paper bills or, you know, writing security, you know, everybody's storing all their stuff in the cloud. And even just what's happening with Facebook lately, you know, look, even when that happens, it's like stuff happens. People have access to your data. So if the right criminal is able to piece all these things together like a puzzle, you know, it suddenly becomes very, very serious. Okay. Um, In your research, though, Kevin, are people typically just are random people just targeted or are there certain profiles where people get more targeted or? You know, that's a good question. I, I think. The best answer that I can give on that is it's path of least resistance. So if you make it harder, you know, most likely criminals like, I'm just move on to the next target. But if you're like easy prey, it's like, who doesn't like easy prey? And I think later in this episode, when we play a little game, we'll go through some of the ways that people make themselves easy prey and how do we protect against that. Okay. So yeah. Looking forward to that, Kevin. Yeah, it's going to be a doozy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. What should
1: you do? if, if Let's say you, your identity has been stolen. Yeah. What should you do after that?
0: Well, the website, again, identitytheft.gov, I think does a great job of breaking it down into three chunks. Um, there's stuff that you should do absolutely right away. Like literally, if this happens and you realize you're either at potential or have been a victim of identity theft, you've got to do these three things or four things. The first thing is you got to call the company where you know your fraud has occurred. Usually... It's a bank account or it's a credit card or whatever. Call their fraud department and explain that your identity has been compromised. That's the first thing. You want them to ask them to freeze those accounts to some degree. Okay. Um, and then you, know, you definitely want to change all the logins, uh, passwords, pins, all those types of things. Because we do not want further damage to have occurred. So that's okay. the first thing. The second thing is... And, man, we've talked about this in the past, about placing a fraud alert and get your credit reports. Right. Um, now, the three major credit bureaus, Van, are Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, right. of course. Yeah, I got that wrong way. the first time. I was like, oh, one hey, one of them is called FICO. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of crap about that. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. This is your time to redeem yourself. Right. Um, all three major credit bureaus have a 90-day fraud alert that's free. So you definitely want to do that get your credit reports, and van, I know you also put here a credit lock right right you want so, to walk us through a little bit of it, yeah, that. so a credit lock actually goes even
1: beyond the uh, fraud alert because again, fraud alert is only for ninety days, so mm-hmm. after ninety after the ninety first day it's going to go away, but what a credit lock does is actually permanently locks your credit for mm-hmm. every credit bureau, essentially, if you want to check out a loan or you know open for uh, apply for a credit card and so forth, you actually have to have to physically call them unlock it and then you can actually unlock it for let's say like a week or two yeah. so that way you can get the uh, get your application going forward and then after that it will automatically lock itself again smart so it's yep. uh, it, it does cost some money and i know for experian oh, actually um i'm sorry it's equifax that got back mm-hmm. right so equifax actually offers this for free yep. so you can actually lock and unlock for free but experian transfusion you actually have to pay ten dollars each um to uh, for, per credit bureau to lock it and then when you want to unlock it you have to pay another ten dollars there is a little bit
0: of inconvenience but i would say this is probably the most effective way you can yeah. uh, lock your credit or protect your credit yeah and honestly, it may seem like an inconvenience, like Van right. said, but honestly, the bigger inconvenience is if you don't do it or if you get hacked mm-hmm. or you get your identity stolen. It's a, it's a pain in the butt it to is. try to figure right. it out. So. Um, and then the very last, or sorry, second to last thing is you definitely want to report your identity theft to the Federal Trade Commission. Okay, so I, I did not know, actually. Yeah, so, I, I, this was something very new okay. for me as well. But, so, so what happens when you report this to the FTC? So the FTC will uh, log it. And they'll generate a report that you can use to, you know, basically prove that this is yours. Because you, mm-hmm. if you have a smart criminal, maybe they decide, oh, you know what? Someone hacked my account. This happened in my another one of my friends. Wow. So okay. they not only hacked and stole their identity, then they played innocent. You know, they're <laughs> like, I'm the. I'm, they're like this. I'm, the I'm real the person dumb, right? is 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 actually trying to steal. So my friend was, you know, doing all these things, and then the criminal was saying, well, no, they're trying to make it seem like they're stealing my identity. Oh, so oh, my goodness. the FTC report my understanding again I haven't personally done this myself or anything but this allows you to have a document I guess that allows you to say you know they'll they'll do the follow up for you and stuff mm, like that okay. and we'll keep logging it. So Very cool. there's going to be an online form again it can be found at identitytheft.gov. So it's it's just really
1: another layer of protection for you, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. But it's not a, it sounds like it's not a guaranteed way at least. Not a guarantee. guarantee. Yeah, When you do file, uh, file this, then you can, it kind of just
0: more proves who you are, right? Exactly. Okay. And it's logged with the government. And oh, that's see. a very important thing, I think. Okay. Um, and then the very last thing is you can definitely decide to file a report with your local police department. But from what I've read, that's, it's like there's not much they can do. Right. But having the FTC identity theft with the local police department um, can be helpful. With the level, of the, with the number of stuff that pl- local police have to do nowadays, you know, this may not be top priority. It's right. very hard to identify. Right, I know when so. uh, with the security alarm systems, it, it's not a priority for them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, especially,
1: um, yeah,
0: especially it, since they receive so many fraud. Security yeah, alarm exactly. Data, right. Okay. There's probably much more. I don't want to say that's more like more emergency stuff. It might right. seem obviously when you're a victim, you're going to feel like this is an emergency, but right. in terms of like life and death emergencies out there, right. um, police is probably more focused on. Now, one thing that I
1: understand is even though somebody, let's say somebody did steal your identity, they opened a credit card, they wrecked up all of these bills and so forth. If you file as an identity theft victim, yes,
0: then you're not liable for that, right? That's correct. Okay, Yeah, and we uh, definitely. I think there is, yeah, there's a, the next section here about, you know, so basically we just talked about the what we should do immediately, Van. Okay. The next thing you should do, I, I put it within a day, okay. but you know, obviously in a couple of days, sure. that's fine. You should definitely review all your accounts and that's what you're talking about, Van, like okay. your credit cards you want to show them your FTC identity theft report. Mm, and okay. basically you want to close all your fraudulent accounts immediately and you want to dispute all fraudulent charges. You would not be liable for those. Okay. As long right. as you can prove that you're a victim of a identity theft. Right. I actually, I just realized that Somebody, one of my friends got, you know,
1: when they went to a gas station, they swapped their credit card. Oh, wow. And then, you know, a lot, a lot of times I noticed that, you know, I'm always kind of paranoid, so I have to look around in the credit card slot Oh, really? And uh, you have to make sure that there's no skimmer in there so that way they don't take your credit card with you, right? Yeah. So that tells me that, one, never use your debit card <laughs> for it oh, because yeah. they may drain your bank account. And two, because a lot of times the skimmers are, they're not really secure in there, right? So you can oh, actually. What's a skimmer? It's normally like a, some, I've seen in some pictures where the skimmer looks like it's attached on top of the um, on top of the machine that reads oh. the card. So the skimmer is actually just another device that reads your credit card where you put plug in your card. Wow. Yeah, where you swipe your card. I mean, but it's kind of crazy. Oh, man. So it just kind of. Uh, usually, I would kind of use my finger and kind of, you know, move it <laughs> around to see if anything is there because a lot of times it's kind of hung on by like double-sided tape or it's not oh, really, it's kind of wow. loose, right? And well, I know like... Something uh, to think about. Yeah, I know with, when you get your uh, gas at Costco, um, there's a guy who goes around each machine to see oh, if, really? if yeah. there's anything there. But if you go to your local Chevron, your Arco, or yeah. whatever, I mean, those guys who are in the <laughs> convenience stores, they're, they're not, not they're not going to go no. out and check, right? So no. keep in mind with that too. Oh that's and, great. As a matter of fact, I also never pour gas in the pump that is facing a away from that teller.
0: So, oh, yeah. Smart. So yeah, As long as it's line oh, of sight. I like sight, that. You know, If, I if like you're that.
1: within line of sight, I think that's really good, right? Good to know. Yeah. Hmm, good to know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. But cool. anyways, kind of digress here. No, no, no. That's great. So you, talked, then, about, so, so you talked about now, uh, you review all your accounts and all yep. that. So um, now
0: you said, uh, what's, what else uh, do you have to do after that? Yeah, I think you definitely want to contact your, the, one of the three or all three major credit bureaus right. and correct your credit report let them know hey my identity has been stolen i'm a victim of identity theft you want to potentially look for something called blocking and blocking what that means is basically as long as you can prove that you've been a victim of identity theft um you have the actually the you have the right to remove these fraudulent claims against your report mm. off of your report okay and companies are not allowed to collect you know like debt collectors are not allowed to collect from you based off of fraudulent charges and Credit bureaus must honor this request if you have an FTC identity theft report. So okay. I think this FTC thing is, you know, is very powerful because it, it forces these companies to basically say, "Hey, you have to abide by these." Sure. And then sounds like they're more, much more powerful than the CFPB. Yeah, you? that's right. That's right. At least, at least as it stands today. Sure. Um, and the great thing about blocking is that if you are able to block these things from a credit card, it's like. When you go to DMV, you can expunge certain things off your record so that when they pull it, you don't actually see those. And that's the same thing. So even if you've been a victim of identity theft, you're able to correct it. And let's say you're you know applying for a mortgage loan. That won't come. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it'll be blocked off of it. Interesting. All right. So it won't count against you, in other words. All right. And then last thing is what, Van, you already mentioned. Uh, potentially looking at extended fraud alerts or credit uh, locks or credit freezes, like you mentioned. And those are just extended additional things you could do to add additional layers of security right and i can vouch that they do work because mm. i did try opening a credit card while oh, i was being did. frozen
1: <laughs> and it i got denied so you actually <laughs> Well there you go So it, it is annoying to call them every single time to do it but at least when you do call to unlock it you can specify the amount of time you want it open for so let's say if you want to have let's say you are shopping for a car for instance right kevin you don't know if you're going to buy it tomorrow or the next week or two weeks from now so you can actually open it for let's say keep it open for three to four weeks and then that way you have ample time to, to buy the car.
0: And as soon as you buy the car, you can just go ahead and lock it just up. Just lock it again. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, and ha- so I know you, so is it, has it been inconvenient for you? It's pretty quick. It's just that it's something you always have to remember. Yeah. Right. And that's probably a good thing. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, so Exa- exactly. It's better than again, being a victim of identity theft. So, right. And then, so some other notes van, um, to kind of close up here in terms of, you know, other things you might want to consider when it, Things that are related to identity theft include, you know, a misused social security number. Um, Mm -hmm. You want to work with the social security office to see, you know, how to rectify that. Do you know Mm -hmm. if, let's say that somebody has your social security number and, Mm -hmm. you know, with that number, it's it's very powerful, right? Right. Do you know in what circumstances you can actually get a new one? That's a good question. I did not look into that, um, but my... My guess is when they when the website was noting this, definitely was saying that it's a social security issue, mm-hmm. um, and then the office might be able to help with okay. that. I don't know how easy it is for you to get a new social security number, though. I wouldn't think it's yeah. Hard. I don't think yeah, oh you th- yeah. I don't think it's very hard. Yeah, I think, think it's just yeah. very challenging because you, now you're creating two identities exactly, and the government frowns upon that. So <laughs> right because now you got you know when you go to work you have to update that social security yeah. you gotta. All your credit cards, yeah. all your banks. I just don't Jeez. think it's possible, but who knows? You know, I, again, you know, I'm, I'm sure the social security office can share more about that. I actually think it's possible, but it's just, I, I think there's some
1: certain criteria. Just I don't sure. know what those criterias are yeah. um, and it has to be pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say.
0: Absolutely. Because otherwise people will be changing the social security number That's all true. the time, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, again, like you said, it's a very powerful number. So. Very cool. Um, there's other things like how do you make sure the debt collectors are stopped? stop calling you uh, for fraudulent charges that you didn't make. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, the FTC is able to, with the FTC report, you're able to really get these companies understand that that wasn't you. Potentially, you have to replace your government-issued IDs, right. you know things like that. Oh, Got to go back to DMV again, huh? Yeah, that's just... <laughs> and then lastly, I thought this was interesting, clearing your name of any criminal charges. I thought right. this was the scariest no, one thing is, I heard. That is very scary, actually. You know, yeah. like, hey, if you become the victim of that, you might have to hire an attorney, they said. But they de- definitely said, reach out to your state attorney general's office to help with that. So, okay. um, again... There's just so many things that can happen. You just got to be very careful, right? No, that's that's nuts. Not to scare everybody, but at the same time, right? But that's more of an extreme,
1: right? It is an extreme. I actually don't think that's more as common as absolutely um, as somebody just opening a a Macy's
0: card under your name or something, right? That's probably more of the yeah. So that in itself is a nutshell. Uh, But Van, do you want to walk us through some of the? I guess, uh, resources that are out there that can help with this? Sure. So uh, one thing that I always do um, every single year
1: is uh, r- actually run a credit report or actually look at the credit report for not only myself, my wife, but also my parents because my parents, don't, they don't really care about this until <laughs> something happens. Sure. But usually I, uh, you, you can go to a site called annual, um, annualcreditreport.com mm. and by going here, you can actually, you, you won't know what your credit score is you, because you have to pay a little bit more for that, but if you just want to look at your credit, um, your current credit status. Uh, you can actually go to this site to order your credit report to so see if you have any uh, any accounts that you don't recognize and so forth. Oh, cool. Yep. And also, as from a credit monitoring resource, there's a ton of them out there, and I know um, there are. I don't. To be honest, I don't know which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones and so forth. But in light of all these hacks and so forth, it seems like a lot of companies are offering free credit monitoring and so forth. So I would say if if you are um, if you are one of those people who got who are who the companies reached out to you, then it's probably a good idea to do that. But yeah. I know you do lose some certain rights that like you can't sue them or something like that. Oh, right? interesting. Or, I mean, yeah, that's right. With, oh, yeah, for Equifax. Yeah, with, with exactly. Equifax,
0: you know, if you take their free credit money yeah. report, but I think they walk that back after they really? after getting so much flack. Like, hey, you messed up, and now right. you're trying to get people to not. But yeah, to your right. point. But in any case,
1: uh, but actually, what I normally have is um, I have AAA, and mm-hmm. depending on the level of AAA that you have, you can actually get free mo- credit monitoring report uh, from them as well. Smart. And for for me, I know um, I have this, the mid tier. I don't, I think it's, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's AAA Plus or something mm-hmm. like that. But it actually, what it does is it, it actually monitors one of the three credit bureaus. So in my experience, I think that's enough. But yeah. if you go to like the highest trim, uh, you can actually monitor all three at the same time. There you go. Yeah. So that, that's another thing. Let's talk about a little bit uh, more on the digital side, right? Yeah. Let's talk about passwords because this is something that I think most people they probably have the same password for like a whole bunch of different sites and so forth, or is like a really easy password that you can um, that can it can easily be hacked for reasons right. and. <clears throat> A lot of, I guess, uh, password management software out there that you can use to uh, basically have a very unique password for every single site that you access. And uh, one uh, one software that I t- uh, typically use, and this is you know by no no endorsement from them by any means, is called LastPass. Mm-hmm. And LastPass is actually a free one that is still very good. Um, the only time you actually pay is if you want to use it on your mobile device. But if you're gonna if you're only going to access your accounts on your computer, then the free one is is perfect. Oh fine. wow. Yeah. Good to know. And with LastPass you just ha- you need to know this one pa- a password so that way you can log into all of your other passwords. So uh, but after that you can always generate like ra- a bunch of random passwords. Perfect. So uh, but you know today I I only know one uh, actually two passwords which is uh, my email password and the LastPass password but everything else I have no idea. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and that gives you that layer of security, as mentioned. Exactly, and uh, the last one I put on here is actually a little bit more low tech, which is a. Uh, I thought it, we're in digital, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, like no, I hear you.
1: get yourself a paper shredder. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, and I would say spend a little bit more money on this because I don't know about you folks out there, but I receive a ton of junk mail. And when I bought those cheap twenty dollar paper shreds, it would just like it would just die like in a six months or so. But you know, ever since I bought this one, I have right here. I call him my little R two D two. He's he's been around for about five years, and just uh, and I spent about eighty bucks on it, and it's been working so uh, really
0: well so far. Awesome, you know? and, man. and I don't think, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to slow down anytime soon. Some great uh, great stuff there. Right. And then what about traveling? I noticed you put that in here as
1: well. Yeah. So with traveling, so this is something that my wife and I typically do is... And so, one thing you don't want to happen is you don't want to go travel to, like, to Europe or South America or wherever and then find that you can't use your credit card because they think that you are, you know, somebody's oh, fraudulently yeah. using it, right? So, what you should always do is call your credit card company and, I mean, not all credit card companies require this, but majority of them do. Um, you can call them and say, like, hey, I am traveling to this country at such and such time, so I just need to be able to use it during, you know, this, this time at this country. And by doing that, then
0: they won't block your, tra- or deny your transaction if that's the case. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: is that something you and your wife
0: do? Yeah, we usually do uh, following your footsteps. Okay. For sure. Every time we travel, we just make a You know, make a note to call the credit card companies right. and say, "Hey, you know, we're going to be out of town." Right.
1: Because especially when I travel, I like to use my credit card Absolutely. as much as possible, um, just because of, for that security measure, right? Because yeah, I don't, I don't want to. When I use my debit card, I'm always afraid that somebody's going to essentially drain my account, which actually happened to my wife. Oh, Somebody wow. had gotten a hold of her ebay and paypal account and bought some computer and uh, bought a bunch of things and actually drained all of her account and in order for her to get back that money because again she wasn't liable for it she actually had to pay 25 bucks which she didn't have because yeah. her money was gone so i had to give her 25 bucks to get that back oh, so, wow
0: <laughs> you're, the well, you're the hero it was a hero man yeah i suppose <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's it stinks. kind of dumb yeah it really stinks it, it is dumb no, that's that's great, Van. And we'll we'll add those uh, references. The yeah.
1: annual. Yeah, report. I'm just thinking. I don't understand because the bank knew like how much you had in your balance before. Why don't they just give you back the money and just deduct it right away from yeah. your new balance instead of trying to come up with 25 bucks
0: elsewhere? <laughs> <So> stupid.
1: <laughs> that's
0: the way it goes. But, but, but we'll yeah. add those resources to the uh, show notes. Right, though, right. Right. Yeah. All right, man. Then that brings us to the close of the episode. Except. For game time. Game time! That's right, okay. that's right. Uh, I know everybody's favorite parts. We try to sprinkle it throughout the show. This time it's at the end. Okay. Uh, so, a special treat for those who listen to the end of the episode. Oh, yes. You know who you are. Yeah, actually, our analytics this show, um, if they listen to it like
1: 50% of the way, 20%, I think uh, looking at the analytics, most oh. people, maybe about 90% of the way.
0: So, oh, yeah. Oh, so. give your guys a round <laughs> yeah, of applause. Yeah. Well done, well done. Well, this is your treat for today. Man, we're going to play a little game. Oh, yeah. I call it PAF. PATH. PATH. You know what that stands for? <laughs> I <have> no idea. <laughs> Protect against fraud. Oh, yeah, I wow. like that. Huh? I like, like that. It. Yeah. Well, wow, is that uh, a new uh, new uh, government new bureau? No, no, no. That's <laughs> just something I made up. That's pretty cool. But um, so what we're gonna do in this game, Van, is actually a very simple, simple. You know, it's like a multiple choice question. Oh, I, but right. I call this the journey. You see, because Van, you have a friend. I do. Yes, he did. No, besides yes, you, do. you, you mean? No, no, besides me. Okay. Besides me, his name is Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. All your right. friend Jimmy. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. All right. Jimmy Jones it is. Jimmy Jones. JJ, as we call him. Right. Um, So basically, I'm going to give you five scenarios of what happens in the day in the life of JJ. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Okay. And all you have to do is answer correctly. I'll give you four choices. You pick the the correct one. I'm sorry, Jimmy. (laughs) Five questions. Um, You need to do at least four out of five for JJ to stay being your friend. Okay. Okay? Oh, man. Are you ready, my friend? I feel like I'm going to have to find a new best friend. No, I I think you'll be fine, man. Okay. (laughs) But basically, this section is going to be helping Jimmy protect against fraud. All right. All right? I got your back, Jimmy. Let's do it. All right. Let's do this. All right. First thing. First scenario for you, Stan. Stan? (laughs) Stan. (laughs) Jimmy Jones. Okay? Your friend, Jimmy Jones. He loves mail. Okay. Okay? So, for Jimmy Jones, when he gets mail every day, he is just so ecstatic. Opening that envelope. Just so much fun. He never opts for anything online. Little does he know, however, paper bills provide a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to protect against identity theft, should he—and this is where you come in, Van—what okay. should he do? Okay, give you four choices. Sure. First one: toss them in the recycling trash can. Mm-hmm. Oh, so so. Uh-
1: Crap! I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not done though.
1: No. I know, I know, but I'm just saying that he was. It's so uh,
0: ecological. I know you exactly because going green is good, right? Right. Uh, B. Toss them in the garbage trash can because no one would ever go through dirty trash cans. Mm, okay. Unless you smear it with like fish or something like that. Apparently. Right? Okay. <laughs> C. Go to the office and use the shredder. Or D. Do nothing with them. And hide them under the bed to donate to the Historical Society 50 years from now. Oh man, I I like that last one. I know, right? I know you always want to choose the last one, but it's never the right answer. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. What's it going to be? It's obviously C, right? Exactly. Okay. So, folks, uh, just like what Van had said before C like (laughs) that. C like that. Why why shouldn't we throw them in the garbage can, man? Oh, we just talked about it. Now, I know We right? just did. We're but just asking again, <laughs> man. Yeah, you're ruining my game. It's
1: but no, okay. no. But it's that's a good point, though. I mean, we just mentioned that we should yeah. you always know, should buy a shredder, and even in this case, going to the office shredder that's even a better one because yep. um, then again, with the office shredder, you don't know if that information is. Uh, I know in my office the shredder is like in this box where you can just throw it in and nobody can really retrieve it out, which is oh, I think that's super secure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. in some offices, if it's like out in the open, then you don't want to put it in that bo- um, these sure. letters out in the open. Either. Either, sure. right? So I, I guess it depends on what your office is like. That's right. So, but ultimately, <laughs> using a shredder is the most important. So thing. the real answer is E. Use a shredder that you know <laughs> that is super secure.
0: You know, I knew when I was writing this, these, this game that uh, you would give me like it's none of them. <laughs> blah blah. I'm like, ban. All right, let's move on. Okay. Okay. All right. Question number two. Sure. So after Jimmy Jones believed that signing up for online billing is better because, you know, you convinced him. Sure. Jimmy is asked to create a new account and password on these accounts. Okay. Just okay. like everything. What pass? What password should he use? A, all lowercase password. Mm-hmm. Because who doesn't? B, capital P password. Oh, ah. okay. That'll fool them. Or C, random combination of letters, numbers, and special characters. Okay. Or D, Jimmy is a woman. (laughs) Is a woman. (laughs) No one would have thought about that. (laughs) Which one should this be? I mean, the answer is—I would say—is C.
1: Very good. But however, um, there, yeah, the thing is, the only problem with with this one is if it's so random, like how how is he going to remember it? Right. That's true. So the the real answer is (sighs) he
0: used a password management software. Uh, <laughs> driving me crazy. <laughs> no, but that is very true. Though for Last it. Pass probably there's probably a better answer
1: for that one. Right? Actually, I know one guy who actually he does the random characters he, and he, with the intention that he doesn't want to remember it. So every oh, time he has funny. to retrieve it, he has to go to Forgot Your Password. Every single time he oh logs in. Gosh. So yeah, that's that's a but think about it. It's secure, but it's it's a total hassle, right?
0: Totally inconvenient. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also like I also like Jimmy is a whoa man. <laughs> I thought you would like that. Yeah. All right. Number three. Okay. So playing along this idea. So Jimmy Jones, you've convinced him to sign up for an online account. He's very excited about it. When he was signing up for an online account, he also noticed a website called Facebook. Oh. And there were some old high school friends on there and he hasn't seen them in a while. So he decided to sign up. When he created his profile on Facebook, they asked him for his birthday, address, and phone number. The question for you is, should he add those? Or Actually, not the question for you. <laughs> what should he do? Okay. okay. A, provide them, because how else will his high school friends know how to contact him? B, leave it off completely. Mm-hmm. C, put them in, but strengthen those privacy settings. Or D, not only provide them, but also put his likes and dislikes where he banks and his net worth. Mm. Because that'll get the ladies. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and so so clearly Jimmy is a single guy. A single guy. Yeah. You should know that. He's your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me these questions. (laughs) So which one is it going to be? So I've never
1: opened a Facebook account before. So I'm guessing it's B, leave it off completely. That is correct. So you can do that. It
0: is not required to do that? It is not required. Absolutely. Um, A lot of people will probably actually say C, put them in, but strengthen your privacy settings. Mm -hmm. But according to, again, identitytheft.gov, this is not the best way to do it because even there – Who knows who can still hack it? And Facebook just got hacked. I mean, 87 million accounts. You just don't want that information. Why put it? Right. Um, Doesn't matter if your birthday, why would you put your address or phone number? It doesn't really make much sense to do so. Sure. So there's no. I'm glad you answered that one correctly. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Fourth. Scenario here, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So after he signs up for all his online bills, he's really, really loving getting emails now. He used to love paper mail. Now he's getting emails. He gets things from his bank. His grandma will send him coupons for the local market. His grandma? His grandma will (laughs) do that for him. Okay. That's how, this is how Jimmy Jones rolls. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, But the other day, the bank sent him an email with a subject line in all caps that said, Open immediately. Your account information is unsecured fix now. Mm-hmm. So, Jimmy Jones goes to you and he says, "What should I do?" Okay. A, should he click on it? Of course. Mm-hmm. B, click on it using a separate tab. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. C, click on it with a plan, click on it with the plan to expose the criminal for the criminal that he is. <laughs> or D, don't click on it and report the email to his bank. What's it going to be? So, the <laughs> The answer is D. <laughs> the answer is D. But why? Why, Van? Wouldn't the, any of the first
1: three options work? Well, because uh, it could be, especially with attachments and so forth. Some sometimes when you click on an email and you you accidentally click on an attachment, it can actually load a virus. It could be one. It could be a virus, right? Or two. Um, you know, one other thing that people that I always get scared of is something called keyloggers. Oh, what's So that? what a keylogger does is. It's a program that installs in the background, and then it runs in the background, so you don't even know if it's running. And like every time you type something, then it actually records all of your typing strokes wow. and so forth. But the thing is, a lot of times those emails tell you to click on this link, and that link can forward you to another website that may very much look like the bank. Yep. But many times it could be. It's probably not the bank.
0: But what about just clicking on it?
1: using a separate tab
0: wouldn't that protect you
1: (laughs) not at all i mean i think some people think that even clicking it in a private tab will help but that's not the key exactly that's that's not anything either very
0: serious stuff on that,
1: yeah, so actually what um one thing i I typically do again is because of my paranoia is mm-hmm. let's say if I get an email from Vanguard and it says, "Oh you need to update your you know whatever security settings um I would actually I won't click the, on a link inside there, but I would go and you know go to a new tab and go to the Vanguard website and then smart basically update my security settings that way, even though if it is legitimate right yeah. because some of these emails may be legitimate yeah, absolutely right? but absolutely. the thing
0: is uh, it's very hard to tell these days whether they are or not, yeah actually that's a really good point. And then, Van, this brings us to our last question. Mm -hmm. Um, It's less of a question than it is just wrapping it up. Sure. But uh, after the close call with the email, uh, Jimmy Jones decided that he needed to be smarter. Mm -hmm. So he goes to you and he says, Van, what should I do? Here are your choices. You tell him, check his credit report at all times, secure his phone at all times, monitor his financial statements, keep his physical mail safe for all of the above. It would be all of the above. All of the e. above, yeah, see, folks. the answer is always E, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time there was an E answer on this. But welcome. Well done, Van. You've answered five out of five. Oh, man, so I have my best friend back? You have your best friend back. But um, but the whole point of this, folks, uh, this is just a little game we were playing, but each of these questions actually corresponds to the top nine things you should do to protect yourself against identity theft. So you definitely want to just to recap again, Van. We should always use a shredder. When yeah. it comes to mail, we should always use a, apparently it's not just a random combination. We have to use a password generator. Right. Or, I mean, something that will allow you to remember it. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They actually said you have to be very careful about social media accounts mm-hmm. nowadays um, and the information you give. Uh, the fourth one is be weary of phishing emails mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, like just what are those called? Like uh, fake emails, et cetera. Sure. And then just like Van mentioned it here at the end credit reports, securing your phone, monitoring your financial statements, and uh, physical mail, like Van said, um, is the easiest way for someone to try to get information actually my mom just got a letter in the mail she was out out of town and she came back and literally her life insurance statement was just opened oh really and then just put it back in wow I mean, i'm glad they put it back but okay. it was completely open it wasn't even just like an accidental like literally they opened it right. looking probably for a check is my guess I or see. something okay um and then they just put it back so physical mail is is still very much a form of communication that is hacked all the time mm-hmm. so definitely be careful of that Okay, well done. And that's it, man. Very cool. Should we close out? Yeah, we should close out. All right, so if you guys have any
1: questions, comments, or other topics you would like for us to talk about, please email us at a wordaboutwealth at
0: gmail.com. And please continue to rate, review, and share this podcast. And I guess that's about it. Definitely visit our website, wordaboutwealth.com. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Take care.